Immortals coming back Lost to Immortals. Lost Immortals coming back to Lost life. Immortals coming back to Lost life. Immortals coming back Lost to Immortals coming back to life. It's just gone five o'clock. It's Sunday. It's Burgess Hill Radio. And who else to entertain you for the next two hours of wonderful musical treats? It is Mr. Roy Stannard. Uh, hello, Roy. And my good self, Matthew Staples. Uh, this is the Lost Immortals show. Uh, two hours of fantastic picks of lost and found music, your favourites of yesteryear, things that didn't get the spotlight on them quite as much as you'd hoped, and we're here to put that right. And we're going to turn the spotlight on an absolute barnstormer of an opening track, which probably doesn't need it, but Pete Devo Butler has uh, put up the uh, original soundtrack version of Sid Vicious's cover of that Frank Sinatra classic, I Did It My Way, uh, hot off of the great rock and roll swindle soundtrack album from 1979. Pete still sends chills up my back. What an end to a short career. He never even lived to see the film released that this came from. Well, too true, Pete, but uh, it's a blooming good track, isn't it? So, uh, you know, who said bassists can't sing? This is Sid Vicious, I Did It My Way. Welcome to The Lost Immortals.
A lot of people have said that the Sid Vicious version of I Did It My Way is not only the best version of that song, but also one of the greatest punk tracks of all time. And yet Sid Vicious was hardly a vocalist and he was only very marginally a bassist. So how on earth did somebody like that manage to put such a, um, a rip-roaring rock track together? And yes, sadly, as Pete said beforehand, uh, probably the last thing he did creatively before he died. And yet there's something about that track that uh, people over the years, particularly from the punk era, keep coming back to. And when Pete suggested we had to lead the show off with it this week, um, one or two other contributors suggested other versions, but there is really only one version of that. And uh, even people like, uh, I think the original writer, I've forgotten his name now, but the French songwriter who wrote the song said that he preferred Sid Vicious's version. So uh, there's something quite special about it. Now, the next track uh, is suggested by Michel Obligas, and uh, when he suggested Placebo at first, I thought it was the uh, English stroke American uh, band, but no, it's a Canadian band that acted as the uh, nursery, if you like, for Feist, the singer. At the age of 15, she joined the band, added her lead vocals, and you've really dug deep for this one, Michel. It's Placebo featuring Feist from 1996, and the song is called Don't Drink the Bath Water. It was a single only. And Michelle says, I found this Canadian placebo. It's the first band that Feist sang with. Well, absolutely. And this actually drives along very nicely. It's a great track to follow, Sid Vicious.
are one of those timeless singer-songwriters, people who really could have performed any time in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, even 90s, is Chris Isaac. And he tends to be dismissed as a one-hit wonder because of Wicked Game. But if you dig deep into his catalogue, then there's a lot of great music there. And my favourite after Wicked Game is Baby Did a Bad, Bad Thing. I when I first heard it, I thought this must be a, a classic rock and roll track that he's covered. But then I looked into it and found that he'd actually written it as well in 1995, but really could have come out any time in the last 50 years. You can find it on the album Forever Blue. Uh, it's got one of the most eye-wateringly um, suggestive videos of all time. Uh, but don't leave the show to go and look at it right now. And, but the track itself is just pure class, great piece of rock and roll. Lost Immortals, brought back to life with Roy Stannard and Matt Staples on Burgess Hill Radio. Was, uh, Baby did a bad, bad thing. What a great track. To be honest, Roy, I think it, it almost reminded me a bit like a sort of... Initially, I was thinking it was going to be like a Cramps cover or something like that. It's just kind of got that kind of slightly hmm. sort of uh, bad, snarly sort of feel to the to the vocal anyway, to the, to the lyrics. Anywho, yeah. uh, on and uh, on to some rather excellent... Uh, modern English indie rock in the form of Seagulls. Um, they only got together back in, I think, 2015, a sort of London band, uh, four-piece, 
full of kind of, you know, modern indie anthems, you know, something to jump around and and chant to at your festivals. Uh, I think they know their market, and I, I do think that from the feel of their albums anyway that uh, they're probably writing specifically with that sort of thing in mind, aiming high. Well, they've got a new album out. It's a second album. The first one, Open Up Your Head, uh, yeah, got to number three, I think, in the UK album charts. Um, and this one is called Homesick. It's only just out. And I'm going to play uh, one of their early single releases in support of that, which is called Paracetamol. Definitely a band to watch and uh, thoroughly enjoyable. I, I think possibly channeling a little bit of the killers uh, in, the, in the production on this particular track, but not bad for it at all. This is Seagulls. Pick you up from my patience, your favorite radio station. It doesn't have to be perfect. I just wanna feel homesick. If you put up, put up with me, I'll put up, put up with you. We say things we never
the next track hails from Australia, and that means it's going to be good because the Australians uh, never make bad music, um, since the Seekers, anyway. And uh, Good Morning is a band that I hadn't heard of, Eric Pangman, who is an uh, archivist-in-chief who uh, takes his uh, great music uh, metal detector out with him when he goes listening and drinking in bars, which, of course, Eric does all the time. And the band is Good Morning. The track is Country. It's from an album from last year called Barnyard. Now, you would expect a country track to emerge, uh, but it isn't really. It's it's kind of indie, it's a little bit of rock, and uh, very entertaining. And what caught my eye was the fact that this album was released last year, but it was released on uh, polyvinyl, but published through Sub Pop. And we all know that Sub Pop never make mistakes, when it comes to new bands, so I expect big things from these guys.
Well, that was the wonderful good morning. Uh, slightly confusing. It's sort of probably about half past five on a, on a, on a Sunday. But hey, you know. Uh, now, what great sort of grungy, jangly guitars. I did love that, actually. It's a brilliant pick uh, from Eric. Uh, we're going to follow that up with some Canadian punk rock, really, I suppose. Well, they probably call themselves a bit more of a rock band. This is the wonderful Sum 41. You might remember them. They had a big sort of debut album, All Killer No Filler, which came out, I think, in 2001. And, uh, you know, definitely hit that the crest of that wave of, of kind of West Coast punk with, uh, you know, Blink-182 and, and uh, uh, sort of Green Day and all that sort of thing. Um, these guys probably, you know, weren't quite as uh, as as popular or a long-lasting popularity, but they've got some great songs. I'm going to play um, a track which is actually off of the EP that came out before their first album. It's called Half Hour of Power. <laughs> it was released in 2000, and uh, it was their first um, release on Island Records after they signed their sort of a big, big uh, record deal. Uh, which propelled them on into the sort of billboard charts later in their career. Um, <clears throat> it's great. They clearly hit the ground running. And uh, the track's called What I Believe, and perhaps a little kind of self-affirming anthem for the band themselves. But this is great. I really hope you enjoy it. And uh, here we go. Let's crack on with this one, Sum 41. It's what I have to live with It's not all I wanted to be 
I was some 41, what I believe, and I was hurriedly writing down all the things they believe in in case you test me on it later, Matt. But uh, uh, great track. Too many to now, mention. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're going to put a couple of tracks together now because they they kind of suit each other. Pete Devo Butler, the second track on the show already, uh, has unearthed a punk track from 1983 uh, by The Business and the track is Real Enemy from Suburban Rebels, the album. And he says, let's not allow this obscure gem to wallow on an East End jukebox. Not sure which one you're talking about there, Pete, but uh, I think there's more than one. Pl uh, play, play it with some volume, please. And remember, too, this fine vocalist, Mickey Fitz, who is with us no longer and uh, a punk band formed in 79 uh, in Lewisham, South London. And they performed for four decades until Mickey Fitz died from cancer in uh, December 2016. A little bit of Sham 69 about this, but I not re I certainly hadn't heard this track before. I think I'd seen them uh, promoted somewhere, but um, this is really good. And then following that, I thought, well, it just a little bit reminiscent of the Sonics, and I've picked a, a single from 1998 called Strychnine, uh, charming title, not quite sure what they mean by that, but they're an American garage rock band from Tacoma, Washington, formed in 1960, so the fact that you, you're getting a, a single from 1998 is pretty impressive, although this version is a live version. Uh, recorded in Reykjavik in 2016. So there we are, that's 56 years after forming. They can still sound like we're going to hear after the business.
Lost Immortals, brought back to life with Roy Stannard and Matt Staples on Burgess Hill Radio. I think what's great about uh, a band like the Sonics, who've had such a long career, is that they just influence all sorts of won- wonderful people. And, you know, they've been name-checked by the likes of uh, the White Stripes as influences, the Hives. You can certainly see that, especially from that very raucous live performance of Strychnine that we just heard. And, uh, of course, even Kurt Cobain uh, cited them. And I think possibly uh, he was quite drawn to the fact that they recorded incredibly cheaply and as quite a good thing for sort of gar- that garage sound on sort of a couple of tracks and a couple of microphones sort of thing, real kind of grassroots uh, sort of raucous rock uh, absolutely fantastic. Love that. It's been a, it's a very loud and uh, larry o- opening hour this week. I'm enjoying it, Roy. Um, now, we've got a, a slightly different uh, turn of pace now with a sort of post-punk, 
uh, electronic uh, act called Working Men's Club. They're hailing out of Yorkshire. Uh, they call themselves synth pop, but I think they're a little edgier than that. Uh, this track's called Teeth. It was one of their lead singles from their um, debut album, Working Men's Club, which uh, the single came out in 2019, the album the following year. Um, and it was their second album, Fear, has actually just been released, which kind of sort of put me on the trail for some of their back catalogue. And uh, yeah, really, really love it. And I think, um, you know, what's what's really fascinating, and, you know, we're, we're in interesting times politically, internationally, and domestically. Uh, I won't comment on any of that. But it's, you know, uh, when I grew up, there was a lot of very edgy uh politically driven uh, punk music both in America and from uh, from the UK and so it's you know it's great to see some of that kind of um, bolshy uh, and anarchic attitude uh, coming through uh, with modern bands as well it shows that uh, young people do still really care about their futures which is awesome and it's great to express that and uh, Working Men's Club brilliant single uh, this is Teeth uh, as I say from 2019 these days this time gets stuck between the line these days this time gets stuck
That was Rocky Men's Club with Teeth. I think you can call that an incisive uh, track. And the next, we're, we're going to the other end of the spectrum, really, with some sunny music from Nigeria uh, in the form of King Sunny Adi and the track Jar Funmi from Juju Music in 1982. Now, another act we were talking about, uh, the Sonics earlier, have been uh, playing for over 50 years, really. And this is another uh, artist, born in 1946, makes him 75. And he pretty much single-handedly invented a form of music. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I suppose we call it juju music, but it's where uh, a bank of guitars create almost a percussive style and uh, talking drums, um, who kind of act as a backing chorus. And uh, it's just lovely, fun-time music where everyone can get up and dance. It takes you straight into summer which is quite appropriate because we're getting some good weather at the moment. So uh, sit back and listen to this. Paul Mortimer suggested it, and it must be good because uh, Paul stretched to seven words in his description for this. A bit of rhythm from a king. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. 
Uh, Paul, you've come up with some absolute gems and, and that King Sonny AD track. Yeah, awesome. Love it. And uh, um, we, but we're going to take a little sidestep from that. But we do love a bit of globetrotting, don't we, on Lost Immortals. And uh, so we're going to hop across from uh, Nigeria. Uh, across the Mediterranean and up a bit <laughs> to Germany. Uh, an indie rock band from Germany called Not Twist, um, formed back in 1989. And I, I think we're hitting the sweet spot of their of their musical output, for me anyway. Uh, their early albums are a bit more kind of raw and heavy metal-y. And more recently, they've kind of moved into a slightly more electronic-influenced stuff. And there's some good tracks across the board. But I've picked a track from their Neon Golden album, which was released back in 2002, which is kind of very much more around sort of darker, sort of slightly melancholy indie rock. And it's great. Uh, this track is called Consequence. And uh, yeah, it's a great introduction. Who knew uh, the uh, Germans had such a fantastic uh, strength in indie rock? You normally think of that as a bit of a, a British export. Anyway, enjoy this one, guys. This is Not Twist and Consequence.
that was not Puis with consequence. Not exactly happy, but uh, considering it's a German indie uh, band that came through heavy metal, um, it's almost cheerful for them, I think. Now, Josh Ritter next, the final track in this hour. Lights from The Beast in its tracks in 2013. Paul Mortar asked for it. And he says, uh, American singer, songwriter, musician and author performs and records with the Royal City Band. Ritter is known for his distinctive Americana style and narrative lyrics. Also uh, accredited being one of the 100 greatest living songwriters by Paste magazine. Now, he, he's a storyteller uh, through his music, and in that respect, it's been compared to Bob Dylan uh, with albums like Blood on the Tracks, and even Beck with uh, the 2002 album Sea Change. So a great uh, singer, songwriter, storyteller. So we'll see you on the other side of the news. Don't touch that dial. Uh, Matt and I will be back to entertain you with another hour of surprisingly unusual music, uh, music you probably won't have heard before. And thank you for listening thus far. Let's stick around for four minutes and we'll be back.
Another contribution here from Deb Rhodes, who has just started contributing over the last few weeks. And she's really pulled one out of the bag with this because uh, it's a song that I've never heard of before, but the musician is well known. Steve Hillage, who, of course, was part of the Canterbury progressive rock scene um, with people like Caravan and uh, others, Camel, I suppose. And he formed his first band in 1971. It was called Khan, K-H-A-N. And he worked through a number of bands. He went solo. He's, uh, he was actually um, with System 7 for a, quite a while. It was his band, but they were slightly more dance-orientated. He played with Gong, who were kind of uh, slightly eccentric uh, progressive jazz band, I suppose. And this song goes all the way back to 1978 uh, on an album called Green, which was a little bit of a halcyon period for him. And the album was co-produced by Pink Floyd's Nick Mason. And that gives the game away a little bit. Matt thinks that uh, it sounds very like Osric Tentacles. I think it does, but they obviously lifted it from... Steve Hillage, and he has made a name for himself for creating almost hypnotic, rhythmic uh, sounds that draw you in, but then keep going for a long time. And this is a long track, seven minutes long. However, it's strangely soothing. And this uh, this track was put out in collaboration with his girlfriend, a long-time girlfriend, Mickey Giraldi uh, from France. And it's got a kind of uh, dreamscape, hypnotic feel to it. And uh, he also went on after that to uh, live in Labrook Grove. He was uh, he worked briefly with Nick Turner, and uh, who of course was the saxophonist in uh, Hawkwind. So he's had quite a history, and uh, he's still only 70 years old. He's packed about two centuries into his life, but uh, you can hear that in this track. It's slightly shorter than two centuries, but it is quite long.
Well, there we go. That was the news. A huge thank you to our colleagues at Sky uh, for keeping us up to date with all of the uh, interesting goings-on in the world today. And uh, let's ignore all that, put that to one side, because we've got another hour of fantastic entertainment coming up. And my goodness, what a great hour one it was, and, and quite sort of rocky and punky, really, and, uh, certainly for the first bit. And we're going to kind of draw on that vibe with a barnstorm of a track suggested by Fred Arnold. It's a bit of heavy rock, he says, from short-lived supergroup Black Country Communion, who are Glenn Hughes, Joe Bonamassa, Jason Bonham, and Derek Sheridan. And this is uh, from their second of three album releases. Uh, they're based in LA, formed back in 2009, and this album, uh, Live Over Europe, is actually a, a DVD that I've taken the... the, the track version from which was released uh, in 2011 obviously some of their their tour footage uh, the track's called man in the middle and yeah heavy rock at its best and yeah some pretty good vocals to boot uh, great suggestion fred this is uh, black country communion brilliant from man in the middle welcome to our team. lost immortals brought back to life with roy stannard and matt staples on burgess hill radio
Well, that was Black Country Communion with Man in the Middle, uh, live from 2011. Find that on the Live Over Europe DVD. And the next track is suggested by Michelle Obligus, and he's got a kind of an obsession with Feist at the moment. I think there are about five or six Feist tracks suggested. And in searching for Feist tracks, he found the next one. It's got nothing to do with Feist at all. But the guitarist, Leslie Feist, was uh, a member of the band By Divine Right. And a track called Soft Machine from Sweet Confusion in 2004. Another great Canadian indie rock band, and uh, we're talking to Matt just before this, and Matt said sounds a little bit like early Beck, and uh, I can go back even further, I think, and sound. Uh, there are elements of Jonathan Richmond in this as well. Uh, very uh, slacker, very, very lucid, indeed, lo-fi, but a lot of fun. I got to keep my together Especially in this nasty weather Old man winners coming on And I think I've got to sing this song But it's getting hard to work the magic Sitting here I'm stuck in traffic
Well, it was a lot of fun indeed, Roy. Uh, that was the wonderful By Divine Right and uh, uh, Soft Machine off their Sweet Confusion album from 2004. Now, Michelle, you, you've definitely hit a, a feist aside, uh, a bit of a, a, a sort of a manic patch, shall we say, this week. of Tracks all over the place on the Lost Immortals group, and there's some great ones in there. This, I think, is probably one of my favourites. This is Phoebe Kildeer and the Short Straws. Brilliant. Brilliant name to start with. The track's called Licorice Skies off of their Weather's Coming album, uh, released back in, uh, oh, I think it was 2000, 2008. And, um, Michelle, you said, makes me think of Tom Waits, but it's not his voice. I think I know what you mean. Uh, this is very dark and mysterious uh, and a uh, lovely bit of storytelling and another great example after that good morning track in hour one of another amazing australian musician uh who is indeed phoebe kildeer um she's also um a lead singer of phoebe kildeer and the shift so you know i don't know what happened to the shift but here's the short straws uh it's a great track but uh, this is kind of very jazzy and very dark and mysterious and you know needs to be in a detective film somewhere i think and uh lovely pick it just put me it was a good bit of mood music michelle so uh anyway i'm waffling on let's get the track on and uh you know enjoy it in its beauty this is licorice skies and the mysterious phoebe kildeer and the short straws Licorice fine whisper Crisper Petal quiet waiting right It's a dark night to pick a fight Wish her Miss her Pulls and pushes years of misses With the time to snatch to find Yeah
the smoky, slightly mysterious Phoebe Kildare in the short straws with Licorice Skies uh, from the Weather's Coming album in 2008. We're moving now into uh, some more sort of slightly mysterious, shadowy, detective-type territory with Skywalk and First Snow from the album Silent Witness in 1982. Now, forgive me, uh, Fred Arnold, who suggested this, but this uh, reminds me quite strongly of Mike Post and the Hill Street Blues theme, that kind of feel about it with tinkling pianos and a little bit of uh, uh, jazz guitar going on in the background. So Fred says, ah, Memories, this is an extremely cool track from a really excellent album that I bought during my jazz fusion phase in the early 80s. The band is Canadian, again, we're definitely piling into Canada this week. The band is Canadian from Vancouver, and this, their first studio album, was a reasonable hit on the contemporary jazz charts. Should be listened to loud, probably in the dark. And as they say, nice.
had a real spell of kind of chilled out and quite alternative music um, from the likes of Phoebe Kildare and Skywalk. And uh, we're going to kind of keep that ball going a little bit, but perhaps up the up the tempo, up the bounce. We've got a fantastic bit of reggae from the wonderful Barrington Levi, or Barrington Levy even. Uh, Pete Butterley, you've put this one forward, said about the catchiest reggae, reggae, reggae tune in the history of the universe. Uh, this is Here I Come off the same titled album from 85. Uh, he was a big dancehall artist, really, Barrington Levy, um, and had, uh, you know, quite a bit of success in Jamaica um, before releasing this LP, I think, on Time One Records uh, and um, in 1985. And then it got pumped out on CD as well, running with the modern times in 1988. Uh, it was one of those kind of crossover hits, really, uh, sort of brought him uh, and, uh, and that sort of big summer reggae sound, no doubt, uh, back into the UK charts. And um, it's one of those tracks as well that's been quite heavily sampled by other bands, uh, including the Rebel MC and his Congo Natty track uh, from 1991, which actually was a, a big top 40 hit. Now this one, otherwise I wouldn't be playing it, Pete, uh, Unfortunately, just scrape the edges at number 41. So I think we can just about count that as not getting into the charts, stretching it a little bit. But it's a great song. And as the sun's out this week, I think uh, an easy fit for the show, Pete. And as an extra little treat, uh, we're going to kind of segue seamlessly, I'm sure, um, from Barrington Levy's original Here I Come into uh, the inspired um, and sampled uh, version uh, made by the Rebel MC, featuring t- Tenor Fly uh, with alongside Barrington Levi. Uh, the track he released in 1991 on their Rebel Bass album was called Tribal Bass. A lot of bass in this, so I'm sure turn up your speakers to find out how much. Uh, this is the Foundation Mix, if you want to know. And as I said, well, I'll be, I'll be segueing ever so seamlessly from uh, Here I Come original into this. So she didn't have a daughter, she did have a son She said the lift doesn't work, run up the stairs and come And if you don't come quick, you're not gonna know that son So I grab a bunch of rules and I started to run Here I come, whoa Two months later, she said come and get your son Cause I don't want your baby to come Tie me down now because you are old and I am young Yes, while I'm young, yes I wanna have some fun Run me down, shootly waddly I'm broad, I'm broad, I'm broader than Broadway Yes, I'm broad, I'm broad, I'm broader than Broadway When you go to Volcano, it's like a stage show You have man that swing, DJ and blow Pull it down the That she did have a son She said the lift doesn't run Run up the stairs and come And if you don't come quick You're not gonna see your son So I grab a bunch of rules And I started to run Here I come Two months later She said come and get your son Cause I don't want your baby to come Tie me down the cause you are old And I am young, young Just while I'm young Yes I wanna have some fun Run me down 
I've been introduced to by one of our members, Paul Mortimer. Uh, we're revisiting this week, again suggested by Paul. Uh, I think last time we played the Cox family, we played the title track from Gone Like the Cotton, 2015. But rightly and justifiably, uh, Paul has come back with another track from the same album, Good Imitation of the Blues. And considering they only make one album every 17 years, um, we don't mind playing two from the album rather than just one. And Alison Krauss uh, fostered them uh, in the early years and got them signed to Rounder Records. And they signed later with uh, Asylum and released just when we were thinking it over in 96. And then, it, uh, I think it was another album in 98, then 17 years before the next one. So it had to be good. And uh, by George, it was. So good imitation of the blues by the Cox family. It's uh, right down south, a uh, little bit of country music, but with a touch of blues in there as well. So lovely choice, Paul. The Cox family, good imitation of the blues. Lost Immortals, brought back to life with Roy Stannard and Matt Staples on Burgess Hill Radio. You called it quits and hung up the phone. Now go
uh, seems to stand out family can't get enough of Scottish indie and uh, you know what a great pick uh, by Roy's son Callum now and this is the wonderful Arab Strap uh, I can't remember I'm sure we must have played a track or two from them before Roy but uh, uh, they're a fantastic band um, signed on a Chemical Underground sort of, uh, sort of independent record label um, back in the day, but split up in 2006. And we're going to play uh, one of the releases from that, uh, which was their last romance album, which came out in 2005. And, and Callum's picked out a track called Confessions of a Big Brother. I don't know if uh, he's, he's sort of um, feeling guilty about something there, but uh, is he the big brother, Roy, or is he the, the younger one? It's, uh... <laughs> He is indeed the big oh, brother, so, but um, Something ignoring a little bit shorter than the little brother, so it's it very confusing. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yes, I do keep telling my telling one of my sons uh, when he was little that you know size doesn't necessarily relate to age because he was convinced the cat must be younger than him. But uh, you know, <laughs> anyway, I'm sure I'll be pleased to mention that on there. <laughs> So this is, uh, yeah, the wonderful Arab Stroke. Like I say, their sixth album, uh, Last Romance. So they did uh, keep pumping them out. Um, and, uh, yeah, clearly Aidan Moffat, is a, a vocalist, was, um, yeah, had something ignoring at his conscience when he wrote these lyrics. But uh, Confessions of a Big Brother. So uh, here we go. They've got a new album out now, by the way. Have they? So they got back. Yeah. Oh, of course, Ooh. yeah, they reformed. What was it 2016, I think, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, sorry. It was last year it came out. Very good indeed. It does contain some language, made it difficult to select a track from. But Callum came to the rescue, so thanks, Callum. I used to be so proud of thinking I was such a liar In the covert world of romance, brother, I was just a trial Women was the enemy and victory the point Where I'd successfully knock someone's heart out of joint And it's hilarious to think I thought by now I'd have a wife But I've always been so desperate to give away my life Then I just get lazy, I've got everything assumed Sometimes there's nothing sexier than knowing that you're doomed And I bet you got afraid When you took that girl to bed It was only your first night When she grabbed your head and said And I can give you a lecture on how to be a man 
a great Arab strap Confessions of a Big Brother from The Last Romance 2005 they're back with a new album and that is well worth checking out and if I can get my editing head in uh, on I might be able to cut out about 50% of the track and see if we can play something next week or something but uh, uh, complicated but back in those days uh, they were singing in a little more cleaner style now, Paul Mortimer has had a remarkable week and his choices have gone right across the musical spectrum. And he picked somebody, when I listened to it, I thought, oh, this is another great uh, Midwest or even Western uh, uh, country musician called Dan Razza. And when I investigated, in fact, he's not American at all. He's uh, being based in London. He's a singer-songwriter, and he is part of the folk roots scene. And he's been, he must be quite old, been praised by artists such as Chris Farlow and, and others, who are obviously quite a lot long, uh, older. Neil Young's a bit of a fan as well. He's open for Joan Armour Trading, Badly Drawn Boy, uh, Cara Dillon, and the Sadies, amongst others. So he's been around a while, and yet nobody seems to know him. So we're going to put that right, and uh, Paul Waterman has asked for 40 miles from the Dan Raza album in 2012, and uh, it's a great track. Uh, it's a standout track of the first album he put out, and uh, it's just a song about yearning, restlessness, looking for something else, and a beautiful uh, sort of, you know, quite... Relaxed, understated vocal going on here. Very much like this. And I've been lonesome. And I've been aching. And I've been yearning. Scratch this itch. Leave this town. Sweet mama now.
the wonderful Dan Razza and Paul Mortimer great suggestion and uh, I'd not heard of them at all before and I'm going to go and sort of uh, listen to a few more of their uh, tracks because love that one and you've come up with another uh, see, I say another purple patch for you this week Paul and another wonderful track incredibly chilled bit of uh, British jazz pop now uh, from the wonderful Touch and Go. Uh, Paul, no comment on this one. I've absolutely just swept up in their kind of uh, mellow, jazzy riffs. But uh, um, <clears throat> the track's called Straight to Number One, Wishful Thinking. Um, and uh, it's off of their I Find You Very Attractive album uh, from 1999. Well, thank you very much, Paul. And uh, definitely one of their notable singles, Paul, uh, I would say. Um, but incredibly chilled and Roy you were you were massively into kind of acid jazz and and sort of British jazz kind of through the through the late 90s I suppose that was one of your sort of uh 
uh, phases of BMW, wasn't it? So it's. It was. I mean, I didn't uh, get into this band particularly, but they did have a huge hit with Would You? And uh, it was very uh, unusual because it sampled a woman's voice saying, I've noticed you around and I find you very attractive. Would you go to bed with me? Which, the way I read it, doesn't, uh, it won't won't remind you at all of the original because I did it in a very (laughs) matter-of-fact way. But it got to number three in the UK. And it was a big hit all over the place. And this track, straight to number one, comes from the same album, I Find You Very Attractive. And they have a little thing about, uh, you know, just finding samples, maybe people even just speaking and putting it into uh, a song. And interesting, they're extremely popular in East Europe and Russia. And uh, they've been traveling over there ever since. Probably not at the moment, though. through my hair 
eclectic hour two of Lost Immortals. This is what's, the, what's so joyful about picking through your tracks on our wonderful Lost Immortals Facebook community, uh, because we never quite know what's going to end up in the show or what's going to come up on the group. And uh, yeah, after a very rocky hour one, we've had a, we've, we've been sort of a bit more chilled, a bit more considered, and, and certainly some very, very different musical genres now too. So I really hope you've enjoyed the show this week. Come back next Sunday, Burgess Hill Radio, uh, 5 till 7, as ever. And if you're listening live, do stick around, because we've got another five hours of wonderful and unusual musical picks uh, from Mr. Dan Whaley and uh, Mr. Darren Buckley. So uh, Dan's up next, of course, 7 till 9 with The Outer Limits, and then three hours of the final countdown to see us up to midnight. So um, a great Sunday night and two hours, of course, of Roy before us with his... uh, uh, other show and um <clears throat> so a great reason to a reason to be listening to uh, Burgess Hill Radio if you want more from us you can of course jump onto streaming media um uh, later in the week to re-listen to this there'll be some extra musical treats as ever in our extended show on Mixcloud and Spotify and others uh, so uh, look out for those and of course you can always listen to our back catalogue too but we have one more uh, wonderful track uh, suggestion for from Giuseppe I think this week uh, Roy uh, what have we got to see us out the show this week and just a just a goodbye to everyone I suppose I want to say before I head off so goodbye thanks man yeah, we've got a very special song to finish with. I think it was appropriate to leave this till the end of the program. Giuseppe Regnanti, as you quite rightly said, has uh, found this song. And I suppose my initial reaction was uh, she's an American Christian folk singer, so I was expecting something a bit anodyne, possibly. But this song is absolutely beautiful. Uh, it's from J.J. Heller. And uh, she's, what, 32, something like that now. It's had quite a number of sort of hits in that sector. But this song is called Missing Peace, spelled P-E-A-C-E. And there's obviously a play on words. And it was a single in 2020. And Giuseppe says, this is so heart-rending and beautifully put together. Thinking of our Ukrainian friends. So we'll leave the show on that note. JJ Heller missing piece i think there's a profundity running all the way through this show thank you for listening and thanks from matt thanks from me and uh, we'll be back around the same time next week to ply you with more great undiscovered songs thank you for listening i know it's here somewhere the faith i used to have before the sky fell down Behind the curtain, beneath the hospital bed, hiding just beyond my reach. Feels like my prayers are bouncing off the ceiling tiles like a helium balloon. I can't close the distance. 
Sing peace. 